Hi, this is Johan from Vulkan, and you're listening to the podcast. Welcome back to the broadcast. This is episode 63, most probably, um, because we're um, recording it um, a week before again. It is uh, still Wednesday, the 24th of June. Yes. And as you just heard, we have a guest from Sweden right there. And it is Johan, the drummer of the band Vulkan. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Very good. Great to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. I, I just have to ask you, where where have you guys been with Vulkan? I mean, you're, you just released your third album Technatura on May 8th and it's like it it just landed in the in the progressive scene like a bomb and then I I open up your Spotify and see you have two albums already and uh, what happened there where where, where do you come from <laughs> <laughs> well I can say that we finally decided that we needed help <laughs> ah marketing help yeah can, can go a long way <laughs> yeah it can like for a long long while we we just thought thought that if we do if we make good music people will eventually hear it but it doesn't really uh, <laughs> go that way yeah. you, you really need need help because we're we're not professionals like in the marketing business so yeah. why don't Why don't you, uh, well, put some money money where it counts? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, going back to the to the beginnings of the band, I read on on Proc Archives actually that the band had like a previous incarnation from 2006 to 2011 called Morges Garvin or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah, and uh, so that you you are also a found. You want that backstory. <laughs> you know um um you you are a founding member as well uh is that correct yeah and uh, and the vocalist jimmy yeah and uh over the years uh the others changed a little bit um but in 2011 um yeah vulcan uh released the first album that was called mask of air and Five years later, in 2016, there was a second album called Observance. Yep. Um, and then four years later, you came came around the corner with Technatura and took the world by storm. Um, for people who uh, have never heard of you guys, how would you describe your sound? It's always hard to describe your own sound, but... Um I guess we we've gotten the label heavy prog for some reason um, because it's heavy. It's not that fast. It's uh, it's a bit grungy, I guess. Um, I come from from the grunge area. I grew up listening to grunge a bit, and I guess it's a um, hybrid between like the '90s Tool and 
the early 2000, I don't want to say new metal because <laughs> I guess you can hear some of it, but um, I don't know. It's it's hard <laughs> to explain <laughs> what, what we sound like. Well, I, like I, 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 I haven't heard anything like it before. <laughs> I, I listened, uh, so, so Technatura was my first uh, encounter with Vulcan and um, I just had uh, like a quick uh, listen to the first two albums yesterday and this morning actually. Um, so I, I definitely see a progression there and, uh, um, but yeah, uh, the first, first people I talked about uh uh about Vulcan um with they were like yeah this is like yeah Opeth and Catatonia and I was like hmm like uh, Catatonia I didn't really hear and and Opeth is starting to hear a little bit like the Opeth kind of like the m more recent rocky Opeth um but yeah it's definitely uh, um yeah, definitely a new, unique sound that you you guys got going there, and if I saw it right, and and if I heard, I maybe I missed something on the uh, on the commute, like listening to the earlier albums. But on the new album, you also uh, have some songs in Swedish in the middle of yeah. the album. First time. Um, so the, did you have? Did, were, were there any differences in the approach to to making the album? compared to the previous two uh, this well, time around? The main reason is that we actually have gotten a guitarist who, who also is a songwriter. Uh -huh, so uh, okay. he, he comes up with a basic concept of the, of the song and we kind of jam on it. Maybe he, he writes the entire songs. Um, for instance, Redemption Simulations, he wrote all by himself. Um, but I guess uh, this time around, we the album is half and half really. Like uh, half of the songs he he just he just did by himself, and the rest of it we did together, like with bits and pieces. Uh, before Technatura, we usually were jamming for five six hours in the rehearsal space, trying to come up with something that felt good. And um, especially in, on Mask of Air, like we were, <laughs> we're rookies at this at, at that point. Like we've we've been playing together for four or five years, like since 2006. So we just uh, and we were a bit younger then. So we tried just tried things, uh, which we thought sounded good, that eventually became songs. Uh, on the on the second album, we we had a bit of a different approach to the songwriting because uh, Jimmy wrote a script to to the actual album. So it, that album is actually a concept al album. It's a journey, and um, so he he wrote like titles, and we wrote music out of the titles, like. How does this title sound? All right, that's a yeah, that's a totally different approach. Sure. Yeah, totally different. But it was a fun experience. Um, so this time around, um, new members, 
a great guitarist, great songwriter, Christian, and also the bassist, uh, bass player, um, Oscar. And we didn't really know what to do after the second album, if we wanted to continue or, you know, um, or just leave it there. Uh, but then we found Christian and things <laughs> continued as it were, really. Well, one thing that uh, that's that kind of I I, I kind of discovered when I when I looked at the three albums, um, the first album was like really really long, like one hour and fifteen minutes long. The second album was only forty minutes, and mm. now the new one Technatura is uh, like perfect length for my. Uh, for my taste is like yeah. about an hour uh, a little bit more um, so that, especially the 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 difference between first and second album were a little bit uh yeah it looked looked quite interesting that uh, the the first one was so so long and the second one was rather short in comparison uh, how did that come about and and how did you like uh, yeah, was it was it because of the concept of the second album that it like just uh, ended up being shorter? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we didn't have enough material. <laughs> and it was quite hard to to write music out of just titles. But as soon as you get going, you you, you create more of a song, uh, of course. But um, first album we we had. A lot of years before we actually re released it, so we had all the time in the world really to write. So uh, that's why it became so long, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, but this album, one hour is is a is a good length for an album, really. <laughs> Especially when the when the songs are. So good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I I can only agree uh, with that because the songs are indeed uh, so good, and uh, they're they're yeah also diverse. Not only because of uh, the use of two different languages, but also musically, there's there's a lot going on, um, and there's like some quiet stuff and even some some heavier outbursts that even go into the screaming and stuff um yeah you had uh actually you also after the release of the album on May 8th uh, afterwards you um presented a big video for the um, was it the opening song, This Visual Hex? Yep. From um, Costin Turano. We uh, talked a lot uh, about other videos he did on the show already. And um, yeah, so we were kind of um, at a point where we said, okay, every, every band is uh, having a, a Turano video now. And it became kind of a standard. But then again, with uh, especially with the uh, video for this visual hex, I had the feeling he like, yeah, he surprised me as in how um, well he uh, kind of 
yeah, put the the Im imagery to to the concept and how, how he translated it, it the the concept uh, into the imagery. Um, so how, how did you uh, yeah connected with him and how how did you uh, uh, yeah end uh, up with a video from him? Yeah, we were totally blo blown away. We we didn't see anything uh, until a few days before the release. So we had no idea what he was coming up with, really. We just had the previous things he, he, he'd done to kind of uh, bounce off uh, off. off. <laughs> yeah. But we didn't really give him directions. We, we gave him the, the song and the, the lyrics and I don't think we have maybe some some notes. I think I think it's uh, essentially the same as Shetil uh, um, Nortus uh, from uh, Green Carnation told us a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. But um, then you know he 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 knows his stuff. He knows where to go, um, and it it seems like he's uh, he's uh, very um, well. He feels the music, and he understands the lyrics. Um, and to execute that in into a video is, to me, is fantastic. It is. It, it was definitely one of my one of my favorite costume videos so far, uh, because it. Uh, you, sorry to tell you the truth, it was his too. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I can absolutely see why, and uh, I mean he did stuff uh, for Opeth and so in last year and but funny funny thing I, I found interesting thing I was so uh, convinced that he's gonna win the like the, the this prog award from the British prog magazine for best video for Lotus from so in, I think but it uh, ended up being the song that the video he did for um, seller darling I think okay <laughs> Anyway, getting a little bit sidetracked here, <laughs> but yeah, um, that was just such a great uh, visualization of this visual hex. <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, also a little bit of an Opeth uh, kind of song title here. Uh, um, oh, is it? Yeah, well, with, with a hex. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, you have to manipulate uh, the words sometimes. <laughs> And 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 actually, Opeth uh, kind of started with what well, they didn't start, but they like made it a little bit for a broader audience acceptable to also sing in Swedish in this genre. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I actually, I, I I think I never listened to the to the last Opeth album in, in English. I always always listen to the Swedish version because I don't know, I like okay. it. I like it very much, but. Um, yeah, the the bilingual nature of Technatura somehow uh, uh, works also for me. And um, uh, how how did this decision ca come about? I mean, how, how, be, because before you were only singing in English, and you also have other English songs on the on the album, and then there's these. Uh, yeah, the middle songs. This is uh, two, four, 
five five songs in Swedish. Well, two of them are are kind of kind of interludes, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's th uh, basically three: Requiem, Spökskep, and Marans Ritt. Is that correct? Yep. Spökskep. Spökskep. Sorry. <laughs> uh, it came about uh, um, when Jimmy started. Well, when he heard the first the first song we wrote. Uh, Swedish lyrics to was Requiem um, uh, and Jimmy said this this song has to be in Swedish I can't write it in English and we, and we said okay try it and it did and it turned out really good so we felt that we, we need more Swedish because there's something especially for us who well who understand Swedish it's something You can express yourself in in a different way, I guess. Uh, with English, it's it's our second la language, so sometimes it's hard to to uh, write something that means something or that other people can understand. Like you, <laughs> you kind of go go through the dictionary trying to. Uh, so this word, what does that mean? <laughs> uh, does it sound good with a? With other lyrics and stuff, in yeah. Swedish it's um, it's more comes more natural. Yeah, I guess so, and, and it's more cathartic, I think, for for us, um, and also for you, I guess, because it's it's another spice in the music. Definitely, uh, definitely. It it totally felt unique uh, for us, uh, so we decided uh, we we had a couple of songs that we didn't have finished lyrics yet so we so we chose Spökrep and Maransrit actually Maransrit was actually uh, um, set to be the, the first song on the album as an instrumental opener oh, okay uh, I guess we did the right move to put some <laughs> lyrics on that it, it was it was the it was the first uh, single kind of you you put out I think uh, two weeks or or a couple of weeks before the album release and it was the first song I heard and and I was yeah immediately I I I knew there was something special going on um, but you, you talked about like giving giving music like an extra spice with a with this other language there's also some other um, instrumentation like violin and flute and also uh in the um like intro to requiem is klagen snara yep. and there's like some throat singing going on um so <laughs> did you did you have did some of the band is like multi-talented or did you have guest musicians we had we had friends and guest musicians Okay. And that throat singing, I couldn't believe it came out of that s small body of his. It it was amazing to watch, actually. Uh, but also, um, I'm with another band called Diablo Swing Orchestra. Yes. And I had I had planned for them to get on this record somehow. Like it would be cool to. To have some brass, uh, like a brass section or maybe a string section on some parts. Uh, <clears throat> and I just asked them if they want, wanted to be a part of it. And they say, said yes. And we 
picked out some some sections in some songs and they wrote arrangements to it and yeah it it was amazing to to actually use that type of instrumentation on our on a Vulcan album yeah, and also we we had a lot of friends coming in doing choirs and uh, all things really um like a hurdy gurdy, like a yeah, that you heard here in the the, um, the royal fallacy. Uh, different types of instruments. It, it's fun because when you're in the studio and you have the option, why why don't why don't you try it? Really, um, yeah, and you it, can always throw it away if it doesn't work. True. If you if you have if you have the if you have the time in the studio, sure, um, oh, yeah, yeah. and and it it uh, it kind of gives uh, the music sometimes a little bit of a folky feeling, and uh, w one more thing that came to my mind now, like thinking about how to classify uh, Vulcan, the Vulcan sound or something, I think there's definitely um, some something earthy going on in the in the in the production-wise in the sound of the music and um, funny thing is I, I was just uh, doing the interview uh, just before doing the interview with Long Distance Calling from Germany um, or mostly instrumental band and they have like a really really refined production and but they have a very a, a little bit of a similar um, um, conceptual topic and for them, it was more like the future of like with technologies, artificial intelligence, and cyborgs and stuff. Um, and I had the feeling that the Vulcan approach is more less like sci-fi, um, polished, more like yeah, in like more nature than uh, technology. Is that right? That <laughs> yeah, we production-wise, we've always leaned uh, on the backside of it. Like, don't don't push it more than it needs. Like, don't cram the production. Yeah. Like, uh, you need to hear everything. Like, you don't want a, a drum set right up in your <laughs> face all the time. For me, it's like that, and um, um, I want to hear everything that's going on, really. And like small Easter eggs around the production <laughs> pops up here and there. And <clears throat> but we always uh, found that uh, the more natural sound of the drum set or the the pro production uh, of it all sounds more like uh, earthy, as you said, more natural sounding. And, yeah it's also um i think it also always when when translating into a live setting it's um <coughs> it it mo most mostly has a more honest feel as well and it's um like it's also more forgiving of course if you like play raw, raw like with raw energy um um, if you have like something super super high produced and then 
have like all those backing tracks and it like to have like a almost sterile sound it's a very very different kind of live um experience yeah uh with the music uh, you guys uh you did the live stream actually not so long ago was it last week or one, two weeks ago maybe mm, maybe two weeks yeah ago. and you um so you already you you also took the two songs from this live stream and put it out on um youtube in the meantime uh let me check if i remember which songs they were uh i don't remember actually <laughs> i can tell you <laughs> tell us it was, please uh, bewildering conception of truth and also marans ritt yes uh and maybe there will be another one <laughs> okay cool. Uh yeah, how how was that live stream festival uh experience for you and 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 what was the 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 whole yeah, that was part of a bigger festival I think from that venue if I it, It's it the right. biggest venue here in in Costa where we live. Uh and because of the COVID-19 uh, bands don't play live anymore. Well, because of the audience and the Uh, crowds and stuff. Uh, so we did a stream just to, uh, well, to show what people are missing, really, <laughs> and, and kind of. Uh, That is mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I watched it. I watched it live, and I was really happy to to yeah, to, to see. Yeah, it was a lot of band playing, so we were not the only ones. But um, it it was weird in a way. Because there were no people there, but uh, and the sound was well, we didn't have a sound check, so it, it was a very short line check. It was like everything. Does everything sound okay? Yeah, yeah, I I I, I got that from the live stream. I I, I got as much. <laughs> Throw yourself into the fire and hope for the best. <laughs> uh, but it was fun. Uh, We can't play live gigs, um, so we have to do what we can to to show fans that we we still exist. Then uh, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm I'm absolutely sure that there's a lot of fa new fans coming now uh, who discover you through the new album Technatura. Um, so once this situation is hopefully. Uh, over or uh, under control so that live tours are possible again do you do you guys plan to to bring it on the road <laughs> well <laughs> always a plan we haven't done it before really uh, but maybe this time i guess we have to uh, plan on 2021 for that um, absolutely But also there, we we don't we we need help in in maybe a booking agency or whatever, just to pull things together. Um, but hopefully we can do it. Um, in the meantime, we we we're planning on doing streams, um, and maybe a little surprise gift for all the fans uh, later this year. Um, Some songs that uh, isn't digital, okay. but they're on the vinyl. 
Actually, so, I, my vinyl arrived like last week and I had exams, so I didn't open it yet. <laughs> I'm super curious. <laughs> keep it in the plastic bag and save it for a rainy day. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, I, maybe I can sell it for for a lot of money in a couple of years. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to sell it. I, no. I have a friend of mine, uh, Alexandra, he, he already has it and it looks gorgeous. Um, just yeah, I've got it here. Uh, yeah, it's great. <laughs> Turn out great. Yeah, but you, you also keep keeping busy with, you, with your other band that you just mentioned earlier already, um, Diablo Swing Orchestra. Um, mm -hmm. I saw, I kind of heard that there's also a new album uh, on the way and you recently yeah. uh, finished the uh, uh, studio recordings for that as well. Yeah, I was in the studio for a week and recorded 12 songs. Uh, and I think it will come out like in September or something. I'm actually going down now this weekend to do some vocals <laughs> as a drum. <laughs> gonna do some gang shouts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess uh, Diablo Swing Ar Orchestra is uh, a bit more well known in the scene already. And yeah. I actually saw you guys at Proc Power Europe. Oh, you uh, did? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which was uh, amazing. I mean, uh, I've been waiting a couple of years to see you guys. Uh, because you uh, obviously also with Diablo Swing Orchestra, you don't seem to play live that much. No, it's hard <laughs> to pull together eight people in a band, really. Yeah. And we were living in, in different co uh, countries, I almost yeah. <laughs> cities yeah, in Sweden, different so, parts of Sweden. Uh, yeah. I always had the had the had the feeling that uh, somehow uh, you guys are huge in Mexico. Well, it's. Uh, <laughs> It is it's the same it for turned out that way it's it's the same for um, for Munich based band Haggard. They also have like a complete orchestra on stage and they're also okay. huge in Mexico. So what's what's up in Mexico with the metal scene? I don't know. It's it's all about the female fronted metal bands over there. Um, ah. I think and also um I joined in 2012. So before that um, they had opera in in the repertoire, so um, I guess opera is a big thing in Mexico too. Um, but I think that the female-fronted metal bands is is a thing in well metal in in general in, in Mexico. It seems yeah. it's it's crazy there. Like <laughs> <laughs> like the difference between the crowds in Mexico and and. Well, take Sweden for example. It's like night and day, uh, <clears throat> but it's fun. It it's uh, it seems like uh, Mexico and Russia. That's where we have the biggest. Oh audience. yeah, right, right. Yeah, it's, I saw also something. Um, yeah, a su super exciting band as well, and I'm 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 so curious to to hear the new stuff because I mean. You guys also always do something something weird and different. 
And a lot weirder even than Vulcan, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I know. Uh, but it's fun to be in that band too. Like, uh, there are no boundaries really. Like, it's not like uh, do whatever you want, but uh, we add a bit of craziness to it. it they it, are it, songs, but uh, a bit twisted. <laughs> It was uh, the, the 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 craziest uh, party on stage at Proc Power, certainly uh, since Major Parkinson. <laughs> oh, nice! <laughs> cool. uh, talking about weird stuff, uh, what are you? Um, we usually start the show with a section called. What's in your Walkman? I totally forget that. Forgot that this time around. But we can we can do it just now. So, okay. what what kind of weird or not weird stuff you like to listen uh, to, apart from uh, the stuff you're working on? And it, it could be uh, some new stuff, could be old shit. Uh, what have have you been listening to lately? Uh, lately, well, today, this morning, I lis listened to Midlake. Uh, <laughs> talking about earthy sound uh, Midlake is <laughs> is earth to me um, what else um, I'm listening to everything really uh, you give us like specific songs for the playlist specific <laughs> songs uh, well, I have to say uh, Head Home by Midlake then um, also what else? Listen to Carnival sometimes. I actually, funny thing, last night I listened to Themata the first time finally. Yeah, that was that was really nice. Um, <coughs> what's your favorite uh, Carnival song? Uh, I think uh, either Goliath or Dead Man. Um, I'm gonna go for Dead Man. <laughs> actually, I, I was uh, I was in Australia when they released their Sound Awake album. So oh, wow. There's everywhere. And that's when, when I got into them. Yeah, sure. Um, what else? I'll listen to, uh, well, Mr. Bungle, if I feel that way. <laughs> uh, Do you want me to put the new song into the playlist? <laughs> Have you heard the new Mr. Bungle no, I song? I heard the new song. Is that I, think... I heard they, they played a really thrash metal concert a while ago. They yeah. have a new song that it is actually a cover version, I think, of which band was it? Like this uh, punk band, like punk, re, uh, with with this guy with the red long iro, uh, Wati uh, distorted, maybe. So the the song is called USA, and I think the all lyrics are uh, "fuck the USA" or something. <laughs> great <laughs> that was like it came out a couple of weeks ago and that was like yeah <laughs> feel i felt weirdly fitting it's like just two 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 and a half minutes but now uh what, what's your what's your favorite mr bungle song from from the older stuff uh well i like the whole california uh, album so uh, let's go with um is Aras moriendi on that yes <laughs> Yeah, let's grab that. Yeah. I'm always bad at, at 
coming up with what I listen to. I always forget because I listen to <laughs> so much. I, I, I can help you with that. Well, that, that's uh, three songs. Um, I have also two songs to that I want to put into this uh, What's in Your Walkman section. And I fear it's two songs that are not on Spotify or two, two, um, two albums, actually, that are not on Spotify. Um, but they are on Bandcamp and they're both new. Um, one one album is from uh, Greece from a guy called his uh, his uh, stage name is Yargon and he's the the frontman of the band Verbal Delirium and uh, Verbal Delirium are a fantastic uh, Greek prog rock band and he released his solo album uh, called The Fading Thought. Um, just a couple of weeks ago on May 30th and I I gave him a 5 out of 5 review because I love it so much it's so beautiful um, it's also yeah it's very uh, very cinematic but also very earthy prog rock very very um, yeah me melancholic sometimes even depressive Mm -hmm. um, but I'm, but I definitely want to give a shout out to this album. Uh, check it out on Bandcamp. I will see if I can somehow embed it in our article on the Proc Space for this Procast episode. Um, and um, to reflect the craziness of uh, the music we're talking about in this episode. I also want to give a shout out to an EP from a band, very, also a very new EP, from a band called Flesh Vessel. And the EP is called Vile of Man Reborn. And it's, of course, super crazy uh, progressive death metal, avant-garde, uh, whatnot. It's a one 24-minute song, and it's just amazing the cover artwork is like a costin Chiriano gone uh cannibal corpse or something <laughs> um but yeah this is this is an amazing piece of art as well uh 25 minutes of craziness um and to my knowledge also not on spotify yet so also go on to Bandcamp to check out flesh vessels bile of man reborn ep that's uh yeah, for all you avant-garde and prog death metal fans out there. Um, that would be my two contributions to the playlist that's going to be not so long on Spotify this week as we only have three Vulcan albums and now the three, um, the three uh, suggestions you just gave us, uh, Johan. Uh, maybe you can also um, pick your favorite Vulcan songs for the playlist from uh, the three albums that we should put into the playlist for, 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 for people to discover Vulcan. Okay, one track from each album? Yeah, you can put, uh, let's say you can put uh, three from Technatura and uh, one from, from, the from each previous album. <clears throat> uh, the Royal Fallacy? Um, 
which ones do I like? Spur Crip. It's a great one. And let's put in Redemption Simulations. And from the first album, uh, perhaps Nixoma. That's crazy enough. <laughs> and also from Observance, I pick Hypnotica. All right. Um, yeah, I listened to Observance uh, earlier today on my commute. Um, and yeah, that I, I remember that song. I, I looked it up, what, what song is playing. Um, yeah. And also the, the one before, From Here to Where It All Ends. That, I, I like that one very much yeah. as well. So Hypnotica like and for The Mask of Air, you said... Nixoma? Nixoma, yes. That's the third song. I'm going to compile those in our Spotify playlist, as always, um, for you guys out there to listen to. Um, maybe we can also add your favorite, uh, your favorite uh, Diablo Swing Orchestra song. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pick one from the from the latest album called yeah, yeah, Super. Dragonath? Superhero Dragonath. Yes. Superhero Dragonath. Yeah, it's a bit, bit proggy at the end. <laughs> it's that <laughs> Rhythm. Well, my my uh, I don't know when when you when you joined the band if, if was it before or after Pandora's Piñata? Just when they released it. So I'm not playing on that ah, record. Okay. So, uh, well, my 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 favorite Diablo Swing Orchestra song of all time is "Justice for Saint Mary." <laughs> yeah, that's a beautiful song, <clears throat> and it also gets very very crazy towards the end. Yep. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're gonna put some superhero juggernaut for everyone to enjoy, and um, yeah, we're looking forward to new um, Diablo Swing Orchestra stuff. We're looking forward to hearing more and uh, more from Vulcan, and we're. Um, I've talked to a lot of people in the scene already, and uh, about Vulcan, and and yeah, I think we're we're. Um, the the decision was quite unanimous that um, Vulcan is one of the best uh, discoveries of 2020 already in the scene. Um, Thank you so much. We didn't see that coming. <laughs> we we didn't see that coming either. <laughs> so we were very surprised by that, but happily happily surprised. Um, thank you so much for bringing on the show. I'm uh, yeah, I'm just happy to have uh, found uh, this cool band called Vulcan, and I I'm I'm looking forward to listening more to the older albums as well as I have listened to um to technatura a lot already so um yeah um all the best with with uh, your new with your plans and um yeah let's let's talk when diablo swing orchestra album comes out <laughs> yeah sure i'm up for it sure 
um yeah take care um also uh our listeners as always take care of yourselves take care of your loved ones and listen to weird music the broadcast is a production of stewis media and is recorded at the Moonbase studios in munich it is produced by randy m salo janine stengel lewis blake lewis kai metzner and dario albrecht Our theme music is by This Is Not An Elephant.